Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I'm looking forward to diving right into today's episode. It's kind of one I geek out on a little bit. But before we do that, just a quick reminder. I mentioned in the last episode that coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday, December 13th and 14th, at 8 p.m., oh no, 8.30 p.m., forgive me, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I am hosting a totally free two-part webinar series on losing weight for the last time, getting off of the all-or-nothing train, and ending the on-again, off-again cycle, getting rid of the dieting rules and restrictions, but finding that middle ground between restriction and rules and total overindulgence, right? So this is a totally free two-part webinar series. This isn't one webinar offered twice. It is a two-parter, and it's going to be Tuesday night and Wednesday night, December 13th and 14th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You do have to register because space is limited, and you can register at primalpotential.com forward slash December, primalpotential.com forward slash December, and I will link that up over on the show notes at primalpotential.com. So I really want to just help you guys capitalize on the start of a new year and the motivation that comes with that, but not getting you all amped up for the next, you know, sugar detox or whatever other diet plan you've kind of done over and over and over again. I want you to do something different, something that's sustainable, something that's forever, not something where you're going to do the work and then do the work again and then do the work again and do the work again. So I would love to have you there. I love webinars because I'll be on there live. I'll answer your questions. I'll stay until all of the questions are answered. Primalpotential.com slash December to register for that. Okay, so today's episode comes from an article that I read. You guys know I love to read. And the other day I was reading this article from an author that I love, Ryan Holiday. Um, he wrote The Obstacle is the Way and Ego is the Enemy. Uh, and I was reading this article and I often read with my journal. And the reason I do that is because otherwise I'll read all these great ideas and I'll be momentarily inspired by them, but I forget them. And if I forget them, then they don't really ever have the ability to change what I do or how I think or how I act to really improve my life, right? So what I often do is read with my journal. And as I read things, I'll say, what does this mean for me? How can I use this? What can I do with this tool or this information? Or what does this inspire me to change? So I was reading this article written by Ryan Holiday with my journal. And as I started to write down, what does this mean for me? I thought, 
there's some good stuff in here. I need to make this a podcast. And so here we are. In this article, Ryan Holiday was sharing 29 lessons from what he calls 29 of the most strategic minds, the greatest strategic thinkers, the greatest strategic minds. And what I was doing in my journal was drawing parallels between what this means in, say, politics or business or war and what it means for me in my life, what it means for me and how I make choices, how I take care of myself. So what we're going to do today is I'm not going to go through all 29. However, I am going to link to the full article over on the show notes at primalpotential.com. So if you want to see the full article, it's definitely worth the read. I will link that up in the show notes. But I'm going to go through some of the ones that really resonated most with me about how we can use these lessons, these tips, these tools or strategies from these great thinkers, from history, from politics, from business, and make them help us be better, choose better, think more strategically, be more successful, achieve our goals with more regular and consistent progress. Um, And what I would actually recommend that you do I recently started creating transcripts for these episodes, and I'm just trying it out to see how it goes, but you can go to the show notes page for this episode. You just go to primalpotential.com forward slash podcast. When you hit that, you'll see all of the episodes with the most recent at the top. When you're on the the page for this episode, you can download for free the transcript. And I would recommend that for this episode in particular. And what I suggest you do is go through each of these things and ask yourself, what does this mean for me? How can I use this today or this week or this month? How could this help me? What does this mean for my journey, for my goals, for my challenges? So let me share with you part of the introduction to this article. And again, the full article will be up on primalpotential.com. This is what Ryan Holiday says as he starts it out. He says, most people are not strategic, they are reactive. There's no plan, there's no vision, no sense of how one thing feeds into the next. That's not to say we don't work hard, but with passion and energy, we aren't necessarily productive. And I think that we find ourselves that way in the pursuit of better choices, or a leaner physique, or more control over our emotions and our emotional eating or our emotional drinking. We're working hard, but there's no vision. There's no coherent strategy. It's sort of like, oh, I'll try this, and oh, I'll try this, and today I'm not trying at all, and -and so-and-so mentioned this thing, and we get really, really distracted. And so what Holiday does in this article is he shares these lessons from these visionaries, these titans of business and history and politics and just wherever, uh, literature, and I think there's so much crossover in these lessons. So again, I think this would be one where it would be helpful to download the transcript and ask yourself, what does this mean to me? How can I apply this? The first one is avoid tactical hell. Avoid tactical hell. And this is what Holiday writes here. He says, Robert Greene, the strategist and best-selling author of 48 Laws of Power and 33 Strategies of War, explains that most of us in, exist in a realm of tactical hell. As he defines it, tactical hell is a place where we are perpetually reactive to other people's demands and needs driven by emotion instead of logic and and we're overcome by impulse fighting battle after battle 
after battle. When we are stuck in tactical hell, what Green is saying what we, sh what we should avoid, when we are stuck in this tactical hell, it's this diet hopper mentality, this shiny thing mentality. Cut more carbs, do a ketogenic diet, eat resistant starch, um, you know, whatever it is, intermittent fasting or the latest, greatest exercise fad. We get caught in the weeds, in the details, and we're driven not by a strategy that's based on where we want to go or what works for us or what is going to help us. We're not driven by that at all. Instead, we're just kind of creating this whiplash sensation of, oh, well, I'll try this. Well, maybe today I could do this and I ate too much yesterday, so I really shouldn't eat much today. I'm going to see how little I can eat or I'm going to cut out soda or I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. That is tactical hell that we are being advised to avoid, constantly responding to the latest, greatest thing. Avoid tactical hell. Don't get lost in the details right? Instead, look at what can I do to get me where I want to go that I'll be able to keep doing as opposed to I'm going to do this for seven days or 21 days or 30 days. No, what is my long-term strategy, right? What works for me? The people who are in this tactical hell, they have to have answers and strategies and food rules and plans and restrictions, and they're working really, really hard, but not necessarily being efficient or effective. So ask yourself, am I in a tactical hell where it's always this strategy or that one, this one or that one, and no real sense of coherence or a big picture? The next one I want to talk about is think long term. Think long-term, which really relates to avoiding tactical hell, right? Because we don't want to get lost in the weeds. And uh, in this article, he writes, Jeff Bezos, the Amazon founder and CEO, explained the importance of long-term thinking nearly two decades ago in his 1997 letter to shareholders. As he said, first of all, can we all believe that it's like been almost 20 years since 1997? How is that possible? Anyway, sorry, I digress random. I thought of that number and I was like, oh my goodness. Anyway, he said, as he said in this letter to the shareholders nearly 20 years ago, we believe that a fundamental measure of our success will be the shareholder value we create over the long term. For companies, as is the case for individuals, there are always pressures to be myopic and narrow in our focus and vision. Bezos, unlike most business leaders, refused to play that game. And by that, he means the short-term game, the myopic game, the narrow focus and vision game. As he explained, Amazon will always focus on the long-term rather than short-term profitability considerations or short-term Wall Street reactions. Dude, how often do we get lost in the short-term payoff considerations? The eat less, move more. The fasting, the rules, the restrictions, the complete 180 from your normal as opposed to long-term strategy, the big picture win. What is this choice or this strategy doing for you over the long term or are you being myopic and narrow in your focus and vision? You have to think long-term. This short-term thinking, being myopic, being narrow in your focus and vision, focusing only on the immediate short term, it backfires. And so what happens is we put all this time and this energy and the money, but we don't really get anywhere. 
We stay busy. We stay working hard. But this is why so many people feel frustrated. You're trying, but you're just playing a short-term game over and over and over and over. Think long-term. Is this going to be sustainable long-term? Is this creating the relationship I want with food long-term? right? Don't get caught up either on short-term strategies, but also don't get caught up on short-term emotions, right? Never make a decision based on an impulse or a short-term emotion. So this is not just about don't embark on these crazy short-term diets, but also don't fall prey to the temptation of the moment without thinking, what does this mean long-term? If I keep doing this, if I keep reacting this way, playing the short-term game, giving into what I want in a moment, What does this mean for me long-term? The next one, and I do this all the time, especially in my Fat Loss Fast Track veteran groups and with myself on a very regular basis, the next one is practice the art of negative visualization. And this is what Ryan Holiday writes in the article. He says, this lesson and strategy comes from the great Stoic philosophers like Seneca and Marcus Aurelius. They had a term, which is basically like premeditating bad things, forecasting the negative, for visualizing failure in advance. Why would you do that? Because if you imagine failure, you start seeing all the ways that would lead to that result and you can start actively working on addressing and mitigating them in advance. I was telling, wasn't that long ago, I was telling my veteran group that I had a challenging thing coming up. It was a dinner that I wasn't looking forward to that was probably gonna create some negative emotions. And so when I thought about that, if I didn't do anything to counter the potentially negative backfiring or implications of that, then I would probably not come out of that feeling very strong and I could make bad decisions. But instead, what I said is at the beginning of the week, this is when I typically do this, what might throw me off this week? What might represent a challenge to me this week? What could be hard? What situations might come up that would lead to choices that I regret later? And so in the case of this dinner, I asked myself, okay, what can I do to go into that event feeling stronger, more in control, and more capable? What do I need to do differently in terms of how I think, in terms of how I prepare, in terms of how I eat, in terms of the environment around me afterwards or the plans for afterwards? It's not about being negative or being pessimistic, but rather saying what could go wrong so that you can be prepared ahead of time. So again, my challenge to you as you listen to this episode is to ask yourself, what does this mean for me? And maybe what it means is you look at the next 24 hours or the next week or the weekend and you say, what could be a challenge? Where might I trip up? And what can I do to increase my chances of success? Which leads right into the next one, which is don't get caught off guard. Don't get caught off guard. And Ryan Holiday writes, General Matthew Ridgway had the following motto behind his desk. The only excusable offense in a commanding officer is to be surprised. As a strategist, your job is to see the bigger picture and the potential problems in what you set out to do. Things never go according to plan. Be ready and on guard for whatever comes your way. Here's the deal. And this is great news, guys. You have a history. 
You probably have screwed up many, many times before. That's a good thing. You know where the struggles are. It doesn't mean you can predict everything that might go wrong, right? I get that. But you have a really profound ability to know what might be a challenge. Don't ignore that. Don't be naive. Don't let yourself get caught off guard. One of your greatest tools is your past experiences, especially the ones that were hard, the challenges. Learn from them. Use them. You don't need to be surprised by the fact that it was hard when your coworker brought in donuts. You don't have to be caught off, caught off guard by that ever again because you can say, when that happens, I will do this. Or before that happens, I'm going to do these things to help me be more successful in those moments. The next one is utilize the drawdown period. And this is the description there. It says, John Boyd was one of the most brilliant strategic minds of the 20th century. He was responsible for the F-15 and F-16 fighter jets, as well as concepts like the OODA loop, used everywhere from the military to business, before he would jump into an idea and go full steam, he had a pre-production phase, a time he called his drawdown period. It's the reflective period after you've had the idea, after you've put the first round of thinking into your plan and then step back and say, okay, what do I really have here? Do I actually have something? What is this going to be? What am I hoping to accomplish? Well, this drawdown period idea, guys, can be huge for our ability to make choices. When you have a thought, an impulse, an urge, and I talked about this in the My Success Strategies episode, which I think was the last episode, when you have an urge, when you face a temptation, when you experience an impulse, give yourself a drawdown period, a five-minute all right, let's just, let's just give this a little bit of space, a little bit of breathing room. Don't react and just let it settle. Don't immediately dive into reacting, responding, choosing, whatever. Implement a drawdown period to help you slow down and be more strategic and think through the options. Is this what I want? Am I going to feel good about this later? What's driving this desire, this urge, this impulse? What's the right thing? What's the best thing? What's aligned with my long-term desires, my long-term strategy? Implement that drawdown period. The next one is take the indirect way. And he says, the historian and author of strategy, B.H. Little Hart, condensed William Tecumseh Sherman's strategic genius in the following maxim, attack along the line of least expectation and tactically along the line of least resistance. In other words, catch them by surprise where they are the weakest. I think when it comes to our choices, we can flip this a little bit in terms of the least resistance. Instead of focusing on your hardest changes first, what if you said, what could make things easier for me, right? The least resistance to change, how could I just make some small changes that might have a big ripple effect? I will tell you what one of those things is for me, and I've shared this many times before, but it's what I thought of related to attacking along the line of least resistance, and that is five minutes of planning an organization at night and five minutes of planning an organization in the morning. One of the things that's part of my nighttime planning an organization is getting the coffee maker ready. Because 
It helps me get out of bed in the morning because I program it. But also, it's one less thing I have to decide and do, and it makes my mornings more seamless, right? And then getting organized in the morning allows me to generate a little bit of momentum and motivation because I feel like I've got it together. And I don't know about you, but when I don't feel like I've got it together, I'm far more likely to make food choices that don't make me feel really good. So what is your line of least resistance? Is it making sure that your car is cleaned out? Is it making sure that your kitchen is clean? Is it making sure that you have a grocery full of fat loss friendly foods? I don't know. Is it deciding when and where you're going to work out before the week starts instead of winging it every single day? What are the changes you can make that offer the least resistance? Practice those things right? The other way I think about this take the indirect way strategy is that oftentimes when we embark on a diet, I'm going to do this 21 day this, this seven day detox, this blah, blah, blah. We are thinking of that as the direct way to weight loss, to fat loss, but it's often not the case because we can't sustain it or we do it and we work so hard that as soon as it's over, we go on a brownie binge, right? So the indirect way might be the slower path, the more sustainable path, but the path on which you only do the work once as opposed to doing the work every freaking month over and over and over and over and over because you don't sustain your results. The next one is stuff adds up. And this is what Holiday writes here. He says, a strategist cannot compromise on the essentials and they cannot allow distractions and tangents to slow them down. One of George Washington's favorite sayings was the Scottish adage, many mickles makes a muckle. Yeah, that's, that's real. That was apparently one of George Washington's favorite sayings, many mickles makes a muckle. Cutting a corner here and there adds up. Making this exception or that exception adds up. Waste is contagious. Related to this concept is mission creep. You start out with a clear goal of what you plan to achieve, but you make this addition and that addition and let so-and-so add their pet projects too. And soon enough, it becomes something else entirely. I see this all the time. There's two different elements to this. One is adding on and adding on and adding on. And that leads to total mission creep and losing focus. I see this in my fat loss fast tracks and here's what happens. We have one challenge at a time. Week by week, there's only one challenge, but they start to feel excited and motivated. And so then they want to do more and they want to start working out and they want to start improving their weekend behavior. And then all of a sudden they're overwhelmed. What was really working and really manageable all of a sudden has them feeling overwhelmed and in over their heads because they allowed scope creep to take over. Don't do that. Stay simple, right? The other thing is, is where he starts here is with distractions and tangents, cutting corners. How often do we allow ourselves to be distracted from our goals and say, oh, I'll be better tomorrow. Oh, well, it's just this one thing. That's not true, right? When we cut corners, we get someplace else altogether. 
No question about it. This idea that waste is contagious, cutting corners, making exceptions, making excuses is contagious. So what does that mean for you? What can you do with that information? The next one. Oh boy, I love this one. It might be my favorite. Avoid the competition. And he writes, in one of the best strategy books out there, Blue Ocean Strategy, the authors explain the difference between a blue ocean and a red ocean. One is the virgin space without any competitors, and the other is where you go to get eaten alive. Where would you rather go? It's why billionaire investor Peter Thiel says competition is for losers. You're right. If you go out there where the competition is, you will get eaten alive. What does this mean for you and your journey? Keep your eyes on your own work. When it comes to you being your best, when it comes to you improving your choices, when it comes to you reaching your goals, there is no competition. There is no competition because it's not a contest. It's you and you alone. Do not go out there into the space where you compare yourself with everybody else because you will get eaten alive. It's unnecessary. It's not helpful. You keep your eyes on your own work. It's not about what somebody else is doing or what results they're getting or not getting. You have no competition. It's just you. Stop looking around. Keep your eyes on your own work so you can harness your focus. The next one here is adopt systems and processes. And Holiday writes, according to Ron Chernow's biography of George Washington, another one of Washington's favorite sayings was, system in all things is the soul of business. System in all things is the soul of business. As you see what you are after in the distance, you need to ensure you're taking the right steps necessary to get you there. Part of that comes from systems, routines, and rituals, structures that prevent you from sliding off track. With a system in place, you can do better. You can do the most essential job of a strategist. Think long term. Guys, I want you to be a student of what works for you. That is the system and process of the Fat Loss Fast Track. It's not like I created this 12-week diet program. Mm -mm. I created a series of 12 challenges that allow you to be a student of you, to create your own structure, to implement your own processes and systems that don't feel like a diet. This doesn't mean some crazy intense structure that feels restrictive and miserable. Right? And this actually makes me think of something that came up the other day in my Fat Loss Fast Track veteran group. One of my uh, clients in there posted a quote and it says, if you want to build a ship, if you want to build a ship, don't drum up people to collect wood and don't assign them tasks and work, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. Yeah. You want a process, you want a system, but it has to be something you're excited about, something you enjoy, something that makes you feel good as opposed to all the crazy strategies you've been doing that make you feel awful or overwhelmed or restricted or deprived. You want to create your process and you want it to be a process that you look forward to, that you get excited about. In one of my Fat Loss Fast Track uh, rookie groups just the other day as well, somebody posted that they love going to bed at night now because... They've established such an enjoyable morning routine that they can't wait to wake up and get started. That's what I want for every one of you. 
The next one here, the next tip or strategy from these great minds as shared by Ryan Holiday is see things as they are. The samurai swordsman, I don't know, Miyamoto Musashi? That's a guess. No clue. Has stressed the difference between perceiving and observing. The perceiving eye is weak, he wrote. The observing eye is strong. Why? Because strategy, whether in business or winning sword fights, requires objectivity and seeing things as they are. It requires us to put aside our emotions, which cloud our thinking with fear or brimming over confidence, and see the situation as it truly is. Oh my goodness, we load in so much emotion and subjectivity that isn't even real, but we create this emotional cushion around facts that make it bigger and more powerful. We're not objective at all about our choices. My sister the other day sent me an article called The Tyranny of Always. And how so many times we load in emotion and not truth either. Like we lie about the situation and say, I always eat when I'm stressed. I always quit when I start to make progress. And then we become attached to that belief that's completely subjective. It's not fact-based. It's based on our emotion, our feelings about our past. Your history isn't your destiny, right? I say that all the time. And in this article, it says, your past doesn't dictate your future. It informs it, right? Like it's relevant. The more times you've made a choice, the more likely you'll make it again. But you don't have to. Don't expect negative outcomes. See things as they are. And the reality, the way things actually are, is that you can change things. You have the power to choose something different. All right, the next one here is don't straddle. And Holiday writes, Author Greg McGowan, in his book, Essentialism, says that straddling simply means keeping your existing strategy intact while simultaneously trying to adopt the strategy of the competitor. I think the parallel here for us is that we're not all in on taking care of ourselves. We're not all in on choosing what is best. Now, I'm not saying that we're not all in on a clean eating and we never indulge. No, but be all in on taking care of yourself, on paying attention, on doing the work, on not making excuses, right? You take care of yourself whether you feel like it or not. You pay attention to your choices whether you feel like it or not. Don't straddle. More than anything else, guys, that's exhausting. So think about this. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for you to not straddle? What can you do about that today? A couple more here I want to go through with you. Deal with problems early. And Holiday writes, there's a cliche. The best time to do it was yesterday. The next best is right now. Don't put off dealing with your problems. They will only grow. Uh, yeah. And I say that because I'm so familiar with that. I used to avoid, avoid, avoid until one day of overeating turned into a month of being out of control and feeling awful. Deal with problems early, right? 
Don't use a choice that you don't feel good about to justify more choices that are only going to make you feel worse. That's like saying, oh, well, I went over my budget, so I might as well go shopping. Be someone who deals with problems early. Tell yourself that. I am someone who deals with problems early. Ideally, before they become problems. Use that feeling of, oh, why did I do that? Not to justify another choice that's going to make you feel that, but even stronger. Instead to say, blank slate, I don't want to feel that way anymore. I shared with my friends at Ascend, uh, the event in Nashville in November, the first rule of holes is to stop digging. The first rule of holes is to stop digging. And I think that's a big part of what it means to solve problems early. Deal with them early. Don't let them grow, right? There's so many important lessons that we can learn. Everything from beware of specialization, right? Not getting lost in the nitty gritty weeds. I shared a picture on Instagram the other day. It was a post from my friend Mary Shenuda, the paleo chef, and it's so true. And she said, people eat junk food without batting an eye, but offer them something healthy and they become researchers, right? We'll say, ooh, mozzarella sticks. But then we'll look at salmon and go, oh, is that a good fat or a bad fat? Is that too much fat? Is that wild caught salmon, right? Beware of specialization is what I call like being a purist. Does it make sense for you to fixate on that? Why is it that you don't bat the eye at the junk food, but then when it's something healthy, you've got 7,000 questions, right? Some of these other strategies regroup and stay focused. Slow down, catch yourself, ask yourself, how are things going? How can I make them better? Another one, learn to wait it out. Learn to be patient, to not have to respond or react right away. Let it pass. Boost morale. How can you boost your own morale? Gary Vaynerchuk says that the secret to success is being an optimist. Are you an optimist about your goals? How can you become one? How can you be more optimistic right now, right? Crush your enemy. I really think that we are our own greatest enemy. We really are. Somebody emailed me the other day and said, Stop emailing me. Your emails are making my emotional eating worse. Every time I hear your voice, I feel guilty. That's not me, my friend. I don't have the power to make anybody's emotional eating worse. If I could, that would be a heck of a way to get revenge on people. If I could be like, poof, I'm going to make your emotional eating worse. But I can't do that. You are the only one who can keep you from your goals. I am the only one who can keep me from my goals. So when we think about crushing the enemy... Figure out how your internal enemy shows up in your life. What does that mean? How does that enemy show up in you? How do they talk? How do they think? How do they feel? Recognize those voices and say, I don't choose you. You aren't what I want. You aren't the voice I'm choosing to believe just for today. You won't take me to the future I want. So no thank you. I'm not listening. I hope you guys will check out the transcript for this episode. You can download it for free over on primalpotential.com. Also, Ryan Holiday's full article and all 29, because I didn't go through all of them here, will be up on the show notes at primalpotential.com as well. Lastly, don't forget, free two-part webinar, December 13th and 14th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. You do have to register. I will be on there live. I will answer your questions. To get your spot, you can go to the show notes page for this episode over at primalpotential.com or you can register directly primalpotential.com forward slash December. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hope you have a great day. Stay in touch. 
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.